short one. Hello, and welcome Hello. to Night Cheese Book Club. This what? is season one, episode one. Absolutely, episode one. Episode one, recorded cool. before any other episode. Uh, I am Suzanne, and with me is... Presley. We are two sisters talking about books and interesting themes of books. So, what you can expect from this podcast is going to be a book a week, maybe two, and with that book, we'll be discussing one of the main themes of the book. So, to explain that, this week's book is Cabin at the End of the World, and our theme is Apocalyptic End Times. Well... I personally, and also we'll be talking about Knock at the Cabin, uh, the movie, obviously, they just made out of the book, which, um, you know, we'll see what goes together and stuff. Does that, does that sound good? It does. I <laughs> loved the movie, and I am super stoked to talk about it. Okay, so um, now we're going to try not to do spoilers, because, like, who truly likes a spoiler? I don't know. Not me. Scaredy cats. Scaredy cats want spoilers so that they won't be scared. Yeah. But that's not you and that's not us. Life is fear. Embrace so, it. yeah, <laughs> we will try to avoid revealing any um, super sensitive information uh, that would ruin the book for you. So I'll just, um, an overall of the book, we'll just do like a little overview, but it's about a girl and She's vacationing out at a remote cabin with her two dads and that she's outside playing and then eventually these people show up and you're not really sure what they want. They want to come inside to talk to them, they say, and they say they're not going to hurt anybody, but like it just seems very ominous. And they end by letting uh, the little girl, Wen, know that her and her dads, Eric and Andrew, are going to have to make some really difficult decisions. So that's the big catalyst of the novel. Um, and it definitely ends up that they've got some big decisions to make. This book was published in 2019, uh, which is kind of funny. Just we'll get into it later. But the way that it mirrors a lot of things to come and things yeah. that actually happen in the world. What do you know, Paul Tremblay? Yeah. Where's your crystal ball, Paul? <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's trademark. No one take that. Uh, so a little bit about the author. I can't remember which of his books this is, like the third or fourth. Oh, Something like sure that. He's in. a few books in. Um, I've really enjoyed everything I've read of his so far. He really is. Yeah. I, I also, I liked um, Head Full of Ghosts. I thought that was like very scary. I also was like alone at night when I read it, so the best way to do it that's true but man sisters can be scary can't they <laughs> i don't know what you mean uh survivor song was great he just really has a really i i want to say kurt but his his like brief to the point way of telling stories really moves plot along quickly that's true and the dialogue is very like realistic and like it does definitely pull you into the story the dialogue's good i mean realistically kevin at the end of the world is a lot of dialogue it's one of those stories where even though it has these huge themes of um 
dealing with, you know, love and decisions and humanity and apocalypse sorts of things, it still gets shrunk down into a one room play, basically a small cabin play where the dialogue is super important. Um, and cab or cabins, cabins motives. Cabins are important. The motive of the cabin really do. I do think though that a, a cabin has a spirit. Don't we well, know? yeah. And I mean like it, I don't know. It just seems like when you live out in nature like that, like it's not as uh humany and like it just kind of lives more on the land. I agree, and name. that your human interact interactions are more, uh, what we say, concentrated. I'm thinking of urine. If you can't tell, I'm a nurse. I'm going to mention a lot of voiding <laughs> and wounds. Stop saying voiding. Voiding. Um, this urine is concentrated, Paul. So, <laughs> Paul. Um, I checked out his Instagram. I think he looks like actually a really cool guy. Uh, like he looks like he'd be fun to hang out with. It looks like he likes a lot of stuff. My favorite part is the wearing of the t-shirts with your own book on them. Love it. Love it. Always. Yeah. Like to, you have to that be horn. your biggest cheerleader. I, I like that. I think that's really funny. But yeah. um, so obviously this isn't um, too much of a spoiler because it's right at the beginning. But like the main theme of the book is, you know, these people come in and they say one of you has to die in order to save the world. So the theme we're going to be talking about today is the apocalypse. Um, well, and then it has to be a sacrifice. They say the world is ending. Yeah. And so one of you needs to choose a family member to die. Yeah. You guys have to come to a unanimous decision that one of you is going to die in order to save the world. So I guess that um, brings around the point of unwavering faith like they don't know if they believe them or not and like i really liked that part of the book of like you know um i think that it translated a little bit better in the actual book and in the movie the fact that like these people also don't necessarily want to be doing what they're doing they like but they were told to and they have a mission whereas like i actually listened to the audiobook version of it and i found that a lot of the um the, the audiobook like didn't necessarily put out that like they were hesitant to be there and I think like and I I read some of the reviews too and I think a lot of people didn't like the narrator of the audiobook which I hate to say but like I also didn't really I didn't really like it in that media well yeah the the way that the movie i mean the movie was just fabulous it was m night yes. Shyamalan. i think that this and his last movie old really are like something special uh this specifically like it just translated the story so well because the casting was perfect and so much can be said in micro expressions yes yeah and there's so many things between the lines of this story that being able to put that together with the micro expressions really um like brought it full circle for the casting there's what's yeah. his name batista Batista dave batista's in it which you know what if you grew up watching wrestling and stuff good for him i'm glad and you know what that gentle giant killed it yeah i think he's great i think he's really funny obviously i also love marvel so like i just like batista but i think he was really good in this i like that he's going into like doing other stuff like i loved him in army of the dead on netflix too so like I 
I don't know. I just like him as an actor, but, you know, like Rupert Grint's in it, obviously. Old Weasel B himself. Yeah. Like, I just liked everybody. What a fucking great actor, too. No, we can curse. It's a podcast. It's our podcast. Stop saying that. No, no word. Um, no, no. You're going to hear it. Who's who's your favorite out of the 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 crazy group? Out of if the they're crazy, crazy group? Out of the strangers. I mean, definitely Batista. Nothing. Oh, maybe because it's his mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Leonard. Leonard. Leonard was my favorite just yeah. because um, I think he exemplifies like like goodness and, and showing those hard choices that you make for a greater good and that you see that somebody is presenting you with something difficult, but being able to like look behind the curtain and see what things that they carry. It's just so humanizing. It really... This book was really something. Yeah, it I, wasn't long. Everyone, go read it right now. I, I liked Susan. Um, I think she was. I don't know. I just something about her. I liked her, and like, just she seemed really real to me. Maybe that's why I liked her the most. But you thought I was going to say the nurse. Yeah, Susan. I like Leonard. Hmm. Figures. Leaving behind one of your own. Anyway, so the so as I was talking about the apocalypse. So my biggest takeaway from it is like so. With them saying you have to choose a family member to die, or the whole world ends. My question is like, what makes one life more important than another? So like, how could you even make that decision? Because it's like, why is like these other people you don't know more important than your family member. And I agree. The first way that you phrased that, I was going to be like, I don't know. I think that it's a natural human reaction to, of course, want to save your family first. And that like, you know, most of us are no different with that, that I went into this book thinking I have to, I don't know. I thought that there was no way that I would ever, even question that, that like, of course I would save my family member first. Not to make you feel nervous, but the just throughout the book, it really does make you think. And there were just um, moments where you start to really wonder, like, could this be true? At what point would you start to believe them? What if you're, you know, your family members believing them and you're not? There's just a lot there. That was my next question, I guess, of like, so between us, what, I feel like you'd want me to live, right? I know that you would say that to me. But I feel like you'd want that. We'll leave it for a fun surprise for when this happens. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll make that decision later. paper, scissors. (laughs) So, and without, hopefully you've read the book and seen the movie. If not, uh, this question's, I guess, not for you. Which ending did you like more? The movie. By far. Really? I like the book more because you know what the book is? The endings are different. Which I quite like because it's nice to have like two mediums with like the same characters but like two different stories essentially. And of course like you know you have no business making a movie of something if you're not going to adapt it in some way. Yeah that's true. Yeah. You know certain things of course you want to see scene by scene but like. I'm not mad about it, but I, I like the the book better. It seemed more realistic to me. And like, 
Also, it's probably the way that I would have chose. So if it had happened that way. I like, I think that the movie gave it um, like a richer thematic ending that, I don't know, built built out like the question of where you might stand yourself a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's And true. just, man, great acting, great acting. One of the um, parents in the book is, man, I forget his name now, the guy from Mindhunter. Yeah, Holden. Um, also, Netflix, what are you, what's happening? Why did you, why? Get on Mindhunter. Make what another are you season. doing? I need six more seasons. I'm, I'm confused what the problem is, honestly. Um, just whatever amount of money. Yeah, you just Whatever let me takes. know. Honestly, if they like start the trailer right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why they did. But yeah, like he's a great actor. I like seeing him in more stuff, obviously. So like, it's nice to know he's still around. But I liked him in this. Yeah, it really was. It was fabulous. There's going to be so many moments that you're screaming at this podcast because you know the actors' names and I'm having... The worst ADD tangent where yeah. all thoughts have left my head. There's so like with the apocalypse. I remember one time I was talking about the apocalypse at in high school. And there was this one guy. He was like, yeah, I'd, I'd build like uh, submarines if I if the world was to end or whatever. And like just live. And I was like, yeah, I'd become. And I meant to say mermaid, but I went merman. And he was like, did you just express that you want to be a man to me? And I was like, maybe. I don't know why I said merman, but that's what I would do. I would turn into a merman. The apocalypse could change us all. Yeah. You really don't know how you're going to react. And I know that we personally have talked about this. And it might be a little bit of a hot take to the preppers out there. I don't know if you're going to find this podcast. But let me speak directly to you right now and let you know that in an apocalyptic event, I don't know that you're going to be near your hoard of canned goods. That's my main concern for you. And just as a medical professional licensed who's about to give you some healthcare advice, the best thing that you could do for the apocalypse, if you're truly that worried about it, is to get fit. Do some like zombie land style prepping where you get fit and start a garden. Take up some cardio, learn about foraging. Yeah. Like I, and also, if you are going to have a hoard, you can't tell anybody. You can't let anybody know you have don't a hoard. Tell anyone about your hoard. Like those people on TV, like, what it, I don't know. They're just trying to show off their hoard, which I get because, you know, of course, it's a pile of treasures. But once you get into hiking, though, hiking and foraging, I think that you're going to be. Yeah, you'll be hooked. You know, you're going to be hooked. I think maybe a positive attitude. Um, it's really exciting to find some cool mushrooms. It really help. But, oh man, I was just going to ask something else about the apocalypse and now I can't remember. Oh, so I see this on online a lot. When people talk about the apocalypse, they instantly go, I would just, I would just kill myself. I would just die. I would just die instantly. Do you I think a lot of people would. <laughs> No, I, right. But I meant like, they Where are don't, you going with this? <laughs> they don't want to be a part of it. So they're like, I would just kill myself because I don't want to be in the apocalypse. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of the same way. Um, one of my coworkers said that her biggest fear is going to jail. Like some people just know that about themselves. So like, Dang, they're every- just not going to want to participate. <laughs> but like, is she doing something that could not at all? She's literally 
a saint. She's the sweetest person. She bakes us all like lemon squares and cookies. Then why is she? That's strange. But then again, Maybe I feel like you hiding a sordid past. I was past. about to say you watch enough of those shows. She is from New York. You know what's in that lemon square? A Glock, a Glock, and a file, and a poison tablet. <laughs> all in the same batch. Yes, that's impressive. It's like a Mardi Gras cake. Oh, and you find you the Glock the baby. and you win. Yeah. But I, I just thought that was interesting because it's like, I don't know. I love that. Yeah, it's true. I love that people know that about themselves, that their will to live is absolutely zero if challenged at all. If they can't live in the society we live in now, which frankly, where I'm at, I wish some of this stuff would change. It is so we live such a comfortable existence that like, I mean, it really would be telling like uh, just tolerating discomfort at all is a really telling thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Listen, foraging, I can't recommend it enough. Yes. And again, with the apocalypse, I would say that like, well, or just apocalyptic stuff in general, like talking about like, some people do this, some people, I love an apocalypse tale. I love it. Yeah, I also do. Last of Us, beautiful, beautiful storytelling. Um, I think, yeah, because like neither of us play video games really, but like, um, from what I've heard, it's quite again. good. It's oh, no. cats. There's just a lot of cats here, so you're going to hear some Here's noises. One or two or four cats. Anyway. There might be four cats. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I also, I like an apocalyptic story. I think this one was good. Um, so did you want to do Haiku Corner? Yeah. So another thing for our podcast is it this one? You have reached the section of our program where you will be entertained with a haiku. And just immediately relaxed. That I think. will embody the story. Relaxation. You want to just void your pants at how relaxed you are? Whatever you do, just do it in your own home and <laughs> do not share, please. Did I use void correctly? Kind of. It felt forced. <laughs> Ew. I mean, that's <laughs> voiding, man. <laughs> it's interesting it's actually like a opposite muscle reaction yeah, never mind I feel forced um so we will be sharing haikus that embody the tale in some way and then you're going to pair that with a cheese that also will embody the tale this is it's classing it up i think definitely we're yeah. very classy yeah like she said we're not in a trailer we're mm. not in a trailer and i have on many diamonds and glasses and a sweater with tweed and leather than pa- pleather, vegan pleathered patches on my elbows. Yes, for anyone listening to this, that is exactly. That's exactly how I'm dressed, and everyone I know calls me the professor. Yes, I can back that up. Uh-huh. Anyways, yes, so back, back to the phone. Shall I go first? Yes. Okay. Everyone close your eyes. Uh, strangers come to talk. Could be just coincidence. Do you believe them? Beautiful. Thank you. Thank what you. is your cheese pairing with your haiku? Um, I went with cheddar, mainly because when I think cabins, I think cheddar. I mean, rustic I, cheddar. Yeah, like it's, and it's always like a solid choice. It goes so well with a lot of things. It's a good, like, it's a good snack. Uh, like, much like this book. It's just a, a good book. It's not overly long. Um, 
I, I think cheddar. I maybe because the ones at the market are dressed in flannel. Always. So, it's cabinet. Cheddar yeah. is so cabinet. Like I feel like you just cut it with a knife and use put it in your mouth. That's how I eat it. For similar reasons. Well, I'll read my haiku first. Yeah. Oh, we're hitting it again. Just like it. Sadly, in the video, you won't be able to hear it. Check out our YouTube. Yeah, I'll do this. Night Cheese Book Club. Jazz fingers helped. Um, so my haiku is, Prophetic Strangers, is it an apocalypse? Well, you be the judge. Oh, ooh, I like that. It's, uh, I think ours were similar and similar reasons. I'm going to pair with a Gorgonzola. I think that most people like it. Some people really like it, but it's not for everybody. That's, and you know what? And that's the other point of this book. This book is not for everybody. I read so many very angry reviews of like the truth that why isn't there like a, like a sealed tight ending to this and it's like how many books do you read that like have a sealed tight ending like that aren't like i don't know like a hero's journey kind of tale Yeah, like uh, i don't know i guess so it's if you don't like using your imagination don't read this is not for you um it's definitely like the book i guess the movie has more of a sealed sealed ending but like the book it's a little bit more I don't know, even the movie too, I guess a little bit. Like if you just, if you don't like like a cut dry ending, not for you, but I thought it was very creative. I like that. Um, I like being able to make my own mind up about what the ending is. Um, it was good. It really, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked it. Also, yeah. Don't watch Inception then, all right? If you don't like those things, that's fine. There's going to be a lot of things that you don't like, probably, if you don't like this. That's true. Or if, maybe you're afraid of the apocalypse, which is also totally understandable. If it actually happens, because you know what? Who knows? Who the hell knows? It's like, then that's why you should live your life. Go do something wild. Do something wild. Go swim in a river. Yeah. Kiss a cat on the mouth. That's weird. Not weird at all. Tell your boss that you hid void somewhere in the office and that he's got to find it. Not the right use. Well, clunky, but maybe. Tell him you voided in his desk drawer. Or just let him find for himself. Yeah. See or how things pan out. Again, a surprise. Maybe somebody else gets blamed. We don't know. Yeah. But yeah. You know what? Do that and blame somebody else. Watch, watch it unfold. The end of our podcast, we are always going to wrap up with a segment that we call Grazie and Goodbye. Should we where... just do like... Yes. Grazie and Goodbye. Uh, we're not Italian. We're not Italian. But we're I'm going to gonna... borrow it though. Yeah. It's ours now, actually. So you can't have it back. You just said it's so German. <laughs> Whoa. Shit. Scheiße. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I mean, so we're going to end with a um, gratitude moment. Well, I was going to say I'm grateful, although uh, they cause quite a rumpus. Uh, I'm very grateful for my cats. I think it's very good to have, you know, an animal and stuff, especially when life does get tough. It's nice to have something that just adores you no matter what and like thinks you're the greatest, even though you're a slug on a couch. And like, I just need that. And like, it's so 
Life can get so overpowering sometimes, but when you come home to these sweet little faces that you kiss on the mouth. Yeah. um, I don't personally, but I'm not judging you at all for that. It explains explains a lot, but... My mouth fungus. Yeah, the smell mainly. If you share cat food, you get closer. Everyone knows that. Um, Mine is, I am so thankful to be able to see... I also, I mean, kind of the tie-in, I'm so grateful to have basically a limitless supply of daily contact lenses that make it very easy to see because my vision without them is terrible. And uh, Lord of the Flies piggy moment, one of my apocalyptic fear is that I would have to wear my glasses all the time. What would happen? I think about that. my glasses. All the time. Like, what do you, what do you do? Do you just, I don't know. It would be terrible. Yeah, well, I guess like back in the day, what did they? They just were bad at seeing. Yeah, <laughs> there was less to see. No, with the cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, did you say there was less to see? <laughs> I feel like there'd probably be more if like someone's like coming to hurt you or something, and you're like, "What's he doing? What is that? A donkey?" <laughs> we no. don't know. We can't know until we build our time machine, and then I will tell you. And then we'll, how it is. yeah, we'll update you. But yeah, I'm super glad to be able to read and to see things. And we will leave you on that and just let you know to the next few episodes you can look forward to from us are going to be uh, The Island by Natasha Preston with the theme of influencers. And then our episode after that is going to be the very famous Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by Victoria Schwab with the theme of immortality and definitely you know like stuff comment on stuff if you want to write your own haiku i I will read it oh please write us a haiku right i would love it about this show don't be too mean to me please be nice to me let me say that also it's the internet so and uh, i you know i've got a thick skin it's fine but also just be nice like, yeah, don't be don't be a douchebag. But we 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 like an upper, so like keep it. That's sounded strange. Like I just, I do like uppers. Okay. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't want to feel productive? But seek us out on social media things. Night Cheese Book Club. Yeah, the next episode will be coming to you soon. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.